0: Welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host Clarissa Christensen. If you are a regular listener, hello. And if you're new, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Today we're going to talk about confidence. Ooh, what a big thing that is. And I am so excited to have somebody who is, without doubt, a real expert in this field. She is a speaker, a motivator, a wellness and beauty expert. And I love that she describes herself in her bio as self-made. She is Fabienne Linton. And welcome to the show, Fabienne. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the show today. So much to talk about, so much to say about confidence and self-confidence. Absolutely.
0: I mean one of the things that i hear from women all the time is that they feel less confident as they get into their later 40s and 50s fabienne from your experience why does that happen
1: well i think it's not just only that part i think we need to take also a step back in the years of what happened in our lives and i think in general, women's self-confidence, it's always the first thing that's so fragile that goes away and that uh, women have a hard time building. And then when they get to a point where they feel really good, then things happen that all of a sudden make them feel you know less confident. And I think because it's such a fragile element and we have to work on it so much all the time that every little things just makes it more difficult. And as we grow more mature, then the society kind of tend to put an expiration date on what we can do and how we can do it. And so we feed ourselves with all of this information which all of a sudden kind of bite by bite takes away that self-confidence that maybe we have been building up for many, many years.
0: Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing there, Fabienne, because sometimes, obviously, as children, we can be very confident. But I often see, you know, women who come young in the workforce, you like me, we've been in the corporate world, and we see young women and they're quite confident. And then something happens they become mothers or they go through a difficult relationship and suddenly they become a little smaller what are some of those those things that really
1: are driving that i think it's those belief boxes that we put so much information in and As we live through life, you know, we have, so that we start, as you said, in our 20s, we're not that confident. We're building it up with many elements, which often are related to our knowledge and to what we look like. And then we go into more of family. So we could be career women with family or just mothers at home. And then our confidence is built upon the family, not upon us, but upon our children, our husband, our family, how proud we are of them, how much we carry for them. So we building up all of these little elements um, surrounding us. But then at the end, when the children goes away and they go to college, when maybe the career is kind of dwindling down, maybe you know of course we are becoming more mature so our body changes then all of these believe boxes that we filled up with all of this information that was related to my self-confidence are kind of going away and at this time i think it is time and it's and i love your show because it's true we can it's a new transformation time for women. And this is where we need to empty the boxes <laughs> <laughs> and then fill them up with other things inside so we can rebuild it. But this time we build it upon who we are and what we feel and, and what we want to either accomplish or be in the society, in the community.
0: Yeah and I think that's really an interesting point that we build our confidence on how other people in the past think we should be is yeah. that am I getting that right so this is what it looks like to be a good mother and and obviously as a mother we talk a lot about our children their achievements that's not our achievements though is it
1: no, exactly. Like, I mean, I remember when I um, used to introduce myself at school. I would say, "Hi, um, I'm Fabian. I'm Hugo's mom." You know, it's like, um, "Okay, <laughs> that was my identity." All of a sudden, you know, my kids' names attached to me. So it's and, and we tend to do that. Everyone does that, and it's not just only me. It, I think we all do that when we have children we tend to attach our identity to that, to also our career, you know, like all of a sudden our identity becomes, oh, I'm a director, I'm um, a corporate so-and-so, I'm an executive. It's just all of this stuff is built on what I call kind of stuff in our lives. And, you know, all of this is good because it allows us to to build up, yes, an identity and a confidence level and self-confidence, but it's um, what we say in French, éphémère, it just goes away. It doesn't stay there. It, it's not really the core who we are.
0: No, and I think definitely when we go through menopause, everything is just like thrown in the air. <laughs> and you're Actually. right, our, our, if we have children, they've, they've gone. I mean, I wouldn't identify myself as Thomas's mother anymore. I mean, he's 25. He no, would, no. That would, be, that would be pretty crazy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but, but you come to maybe do that with a partner. You say, I'm so-and-so's partner or I'm, yeah. I'm this so-and-so. But that is the same thing. We're identified with being attached to somebody. And, and yeah. that doesn't always work either. When a lot of people's relationships end, who am I?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then the, that's the big question. And our identity is also attached to our self confidence. Because if we don't feel good about who we are and our identity is not clear, then automatically our confidence is not clear either. It's not supported by our belief. So it's like a kind of a vicious circle. That you know we find ourselves into as we you know live our life, and because it's so many years that we are so used to be that all of a sudden when we get into our fifties and sixties and up, we have to recreate and transform the way we're looking at, and we need to build our self confidence a little bit differently than based on actual life um aspect but more about on who we truly are are in our heart in our core in our head and that's often really challenging because as you said when we go through menopause we have all of these questions that come in play and it's like oh my god i thought this was gonna be easier as i grow older (laughs) I know,
0: I know, and I think the question is: Well, how do you then really begin to build your confidence when some of your pillars have been, you know, evaporated? Really?
1: Yeah, I think it's um, you know, I've not you know invented anything. Uh, I've I've actually created a little bit of a cycle. It's called the cycle of transformation, where um, it's uh, a lot of self thoughts that we go through so it's called you know regroup uh, relieve and remotion and so it's it's really first of all we have to regroup you know and 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 I think it's it's about you know, sitting down with ourselves and say okay all right so what what's next what's now actually it's not even what's next it's what now and kind of regrouping all of the elements that we have accomplished what we can do, what we want to do. What are the things that are, you know, important to us? So kind of, it's a little bit of a regrouping and that takes some time. You know, it's not something we can do in one day and say, oh, here today, I'm going to go regroup. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's more about, okay, well, I, I know I need to take time. I know I need to be patient with myself. I know I need to kind of sit down and every day I'm putting little words or little sentence or something somewhere where I keep bringing these thoughts and it's a process. And, and I think what's really difficult also for accomplished women is that we want things so quickly. We want it now, you know, we want to fix it now. And unfortunately, this is not something we can fix now it's something that we have to go through the process of kind of regrouping first.
0: Yeah, and and you're so right. We suddenly if we lose confidence, we think oh I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I I've met a lot of women who say for example, have been very senior, they get brain foggy in menopause <laughs> and they suddenly go, "Oh, I come to meetings and I don't know what to say." Or I've been every interview I've ever been to, I've always got the job and now something happened and their confidence is on the floor. And then they go, Oh, but I can do, what can I do to fix this now? And and I love that you're saying this
1: actually takes time. Yeah, it, it takes time and it's, um, it's about patience. So it's not, we can't fix it right away. And then if, after, for me, the way I look at it is when we have started to regroup a little bit and, and getting some affirmation, I always say it's important to relive. Because throughout our life, we do have some experience that we loved. But there's also a lot of things that we do when we are um, a young girl or even a little girl. And sometimes it's good to go back and relive some of the positive. Of course, and I always say, um, I, the, the, the oxymoron is just gonna, the new positive uh, past experience. Okay, sure, uh, it's not new, it's past, but at the end, it's finding things that made us really happy. And sometimes going back when we were, you know, six, seven, 10 or 12 years old, I remember for me, there was some things I just loved doing. Like when I was a little girl, I loved going into a field and picking wildflowers. I found that so relaxing and it, it was so joyful. And so adding re, repositioning, actually the ritual that we used to do, into now again, it's kind of a meditation, and it's a, a feeling of refinding herself because that's one of the issue also when we get to our age, we kind of have lost who we are throughout life, and all of a sudden we have to find ourselves again, and that's with these small ritual that we can find ourselves again. And so kind of reliving the positive of the past and kind of repositioning in the now.
0: Beautiful. And I'm think, seeing there things that, you know, we could all draw on there. I'm sure my listeners are saying, wow, I used to love skipping or like you said, yeah. being in a field, playing, you know, and I think we lose a sense of that because life, is busy and we have a lot of responsibility and some of that frees up in our fifties and beyond and we can actually you say find those moments and practice them, be weave them back into our life, so to speak. I love that. Yeah, I I
1: think it's um I think we need to learn to reposition things and not always finding something else is because there's a lot of things that we do in life that are good for us and that are who we are, but we need to take it and kind of reuse it. <laughs> you know? It's like reuse, recycle, but it's reusing it and repositioning it, I think.
0: Yes. I, I, I love that. I just think that is that is so powerful and so fresh as well. Because yeah. you're right. We sometimes think we have to have only new things to look at. Mm-hmm. And we forget that at 50, we've got a lot of experience and wisdom behind
1: us that can support us. Absolutely. And, and I think the society tends to always kind of as i said earlier make us feel like we have expired you know we see it all over in the way people are marketing their products i mean it, everything is toward the millenniums you know everything is the millennium then the digital native and then we forgot the gen x and the baby boomers i think it's changing actually i see a lot of changes having been in the beauty and wellness industry for over 30 years I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel where finally um, companies, beauty and fashion, entertainment are really starting to look at, oh, wow, but this group of women is so active and so vibrant and they have so much experience that they can bring to the table. Why don't we also market to them? And I think there's a change, which is really wonderful Mm. to see that change. But I think it's also our state of mind of of saying, okay, I'm still vibrant. I'm still there. I, I do have something to offer. So I need to build my confidence so that I'm not afraid of speaking up anymore or saying what I want and saying no sometime. No, I don't want to do that. That's not for me. What I want to do is this. So I think that's a very important aspect of being able to kind of look forward into, you know, what I call the remotion.
0: Yeah, the remotion. And I, and I like that you came back to say, yes, I do also see a shift in yeah. the corporate world. I mean, first of all, I think it was a figure that says most of the women in the U.S. are some of the wealthiest women and likely to spend the most are women in their 50s and beyond. Yeah. So they're, ch- they're running around chasing young people who don't have any money <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're waking up to that slowly, but it, but it is a slow awakening. It but is. It's great to see, you know, models like Rachel Peru and, and people like that sort of fronting up now and and showing that you can be fabulous and beautiful and products and services can be right for us. And that they yeah. don't have, have to be horrible things like, like our parents.
1: And I think that there's also a, a mindset that needs to be changed. A, again, you know, being in the beauty industry, we talk about anti-aging all the time. Everything is anti-aging. And I, I actually just wrote a blog on my, an article on my website, because we need to change our mindset from anti-aging to beautifying aging. That's what we need to do. We need to beautify aging because aging is actually a really good aspect for self confidence if we know how to use it. And we just need to beautify it. We just need to put a bow on it versus trying to erase things, you know, (laughs) just to make it pretty. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's not very confidence building to keep trying to fight something you can't. Yeah, and I'm sure lots of us sit there thinking, "Oh God, you know, now I've got a wrinkle. Now there's something wrong with me. Now I have less value." But that's because of that anti aging kind of message that you are not quite right. That you should be
1: a bit of you should be erased, and that's
0: erasing your
1: confidence. Yeah, and. In skincare, I I always say it's not about, you know, trying to erase something. It's about making the skin radiant and you can have all the wrinkles in the world. If your skin is radiant and you have, you know, your eyes are, there's a twinkle into it when the, the skin looks, you know, dewy and, you know, there's a little bit of fresh, rosy things on the cheeks, then all of a sudden... We only see the wrinkle, no one else do. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cd specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the eight-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Uh, so I think it's, it's being able, you know, if we can do something on the outer part, on our outer envelope, is really taking care of our skin and making sure that we use the right effect. So then the skin looks not necessarily youthful, but fresh. And it looks radiant and have some that luminosity. And when people shift their mindset on, okay, I'm no longer going to look for something that is going to erase the wrinkles, not going to go away, they're there anyway, but I'm going to beautify my face and beautify my wrinkles, then all of a sudden they go away in our minds. Yeah,
0: very, very true there. That's true. And that, that's part of part of, tied up in your
1: emotion part, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's part of the remotion part and of being able to find these elements that, okay, what do we do now to to build up that self-confidence from outside in and inside out? Oh, beautiful.
0: That is beautiful. I love that. Tell me a little bit, though, about women self-sabotaging that and doing things that destroy. I know that you have some really good examples to share here of what we do to ourselves
1: oh my god we are so mean to ourselves it's incredible I think first of all I think every single woman including myself how many times I have awoken and went to the bathroom and look at myself in the mirror and say oh my god you look like crap (laughs) and that's the first thing we said to each other and it's like uh no that is not the right thing to do we can't start the day like this. And I think that's a major issue. And that doesn't start at 50. That starts even much younger. I mean, we see young girls that are absolutely beautiful from outside in. They have every single gorgeous features and they can't see the beauty behind it. They have this body negativity about themselves and they do too many things, too much makeup that doesn't bring actually the beauty of the person out there's so many things that even young women are doing such as all these enhancers and botox and fillers which are not necessary so we 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 self sabotaging our our own beauty because our natural beauty is there but we keep again putting all this negative messages in our little box about ourselves and by saying things that are just completely not even true at the end and I think we we do more damage to ourselves than anyone else around us
0: yeah that's very true and I've seen that real growth I mean I lived a long time away from Sweden where I live now and then obviously women were very natural and lovely and now oh my god the influence has come in here yeah. and the botox the fillers and the girls have got some horrible thing with eyelashes that stick up and i'm mm-hmm. thinking why why would you yeah. want to do that <laughs> it just <laughs> looks you know it's a very difficult procedure but it's it's so alien to how we think of nordic women but it's become very very common and also, women putting filters on their face on social
1: mm-hmm. media. So you have no idea what they look like. Absolutely. And and then, and then it's very difficult for them because all of the pictures that they take is with a filter. So they look good on their Instagram and on everything else. But when they look at themselves with nothing on in the mirror, they are so disappointed. So they're building up their expectation is way too high. And at the end, they're not able to sustain that. And when you can't sustain that goal, automatically, you're making yourself feel bad. And then, of course, then your self-confidence goes down the drain. But I think the, the talking, again, having been around thousands and thousands of women, and I've heard it all of little things that they look at themselves, whether it's their body shape or their face or their hands, their nails, their toes, everything. It's uh, rare when a woman say, Oh, I really like my hands and my nails, (laughs) for example. That all of a sudden they'll they'll look at themselves in the mirror and say, Oh, you know what? I think you're really pretty today. (laughs) It's very rare.
0: It is very it is very rare and there's it's like other people are setting the standards Mm -hmm. for what is you see you should look like and that becomes a self-fulfilling because then you're never never meeting that standard and, right. it, and it becomes much harder to meet that sort of look and standard or keep it like that when we're getting into 50 I mean it's
1: you have to be very wealthy to do that very absolutely fast. Absolutely. You definitely have to save all your life and have a big budget if you really want to sustain what we see out there. But then again, what makes me really happy is that I'm starting to see a lot of influencers that are much older and um, that are starting to really put a complete different picture out there. There are women in their 50s and 60s and even 70s that are on Instagrams and Facebook and other area, which they're speaking really the true feeling of, yeah, this is who I am. And yes, I'm finding ways for myself to feel good, but I'm not trying to be 20. I'm not trying to be 30 or 40 anymore. This is who I am and I accept who I am.
0: Yeah. And some of that confidence isn't only physical, isn't it? Fabian, there are other elements of our self-confidence that can disappear as we get older.
1: Have you got any examples
0: on that as well?
1: Yeah, I think um some of this is also in our in mentally, you know, we we sometimes find ourselves ourselves not being as you were saying, we forget things, our our memory goes uh, we forgetting words and uh, we don't always know what to say Uh, and and, in a meeting all of a sudden we wanted to say something and then we can't remember the word for it and we have to find other things so that also works you know on, on on destroying it unfortunately and those it's really hard because we have very little control over those so just finding practical tips and being aware of it and not disregarding it and, and not being afraid of it and just being aware that, okay, yeah, I'm going to go in this meeting and I'm probably going to forget a word and, and maybe just joke about it and, and, and make it something funny for everyone. And we're having a little tip for making sure, yeah, I have all my notes, I'm going to have my, all my bullet points, so then I stay on track with what I want to say and how I want to say it Um, It's maybe more preparation, I'd say. But at the end, that we have very little control over, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think we get very stressed about it Mm -hmm. before others have noticed. Of course. You know, and I've been in, I had a boss and she obviously had this and it was very painful. And she felt the pressure and then completely melted down in front of a big customer and you're like oh gosh you know we're all the team are like feeling for her and you know her confidence was shut she left shortly afterwards she just couldn't cope with yeah. that kind of thing so I think being ready and being ready and prepared is really important
1: yeah, it's very, and it's being, it, and really is, it's being to tell ourselves, okay, I have to prepare myself now. I know I can not go there without having a complete preparation on it. And I need to make sure my team can take on or take over if I'm babbling and I'm not getting to where I need to be because I'm forgetting things. So it's also creating a community around us in the work environment where we can count on others and not always trying to carry the whole burden. And I think often as executive women, we want to carry the whole burden and, and we can't. It, that's why we have teams. And I've learned with my team sometimes when we go to meetings, I'm like, um, okay, you guys, um, this morning, I am really fuzzy and I've got a little bit of a menopause brain right now. So um, where were we? Did anyone take notes? And can you please refresh everyone's memory and especially mine? And it's just, it's kind of funny. But at the end, they've learned to just, you know, I always delegate quite a bit because I know there's a moment I'm going to need their fresh brain and memory to kind of pull all of us out of, what we need to do
0: and I think I love that because you are a senior women leader and when you can do that I think it gives license it gives permission to other women that this is actually okay and I think that sometimes is missing in this difficult corporate space that we are afraid of failing as older women because we think others can see but you know I, I love that you do that with your team and I would be saying to other women who are in similar senior positions, that's the way that we survive and our team is our backup.
1: Yeah. And they learn from us too. So it's, you become much more connected and, and then at the end, we all add what we need to put into and it's a reward of having achieved something together. You know, it's, it's not, one person carrying everyone else with them no that's very very true how much
0: do you think also that society sees older women as
1: invisible plays into our self-confidence yeah, I think that is yeah definitely the society, and there's still a lot of taboo elements in the society, especially again in the working environment. Someone that wants to change a career at in the fifties and sixties, it's almost impossible, you know, unless you become an entrepreneur. But finding and doing something else, absolutely, that's 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 an issue. There's so much more to do in terms of education and but I think it's also our responsibility to go out there and educate people about it and tell what it is because yes the society doesn't see us because we're not represented everywhere you know unfortunately
0: we're not and we still see images that just don't match with who we are Mm -hmm. not you know I'm in my 60s and I see pictures of women who are 60 who look a lot older than me and I think that's not me and for women who are in their 40s and late 40s and 50s they're showing pictures of women who are 60 in the media and we're in articles in newspapers and I'm like that's not me that's not us
1: and and that goes back to marketing and it goes back to you know because at the end how do we get us our image out there, it's, it's its via the media and it's via marketing and it's via company um, using us as a target group. And until that happens more often, it's changing, but still not there, then we will still be invisible, you know? We will still continue to be invisible because we are not being marketed to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very, very true. It is true. Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about some of the key ways that women can help themselves to feel more confident at this time.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I teach is affirmations. That is the key element for any build-up, removing bad information, emptying like the computer brain and just rebuilding a new folder is affirmation. I believe that they are so important and that they have to be personalized. And that's one of the things I do in my workshop is that we look at what kind of affirmation will work the best for someone because not every single affirmation will be good for everyone. So even though there are the basic ones like um, I'm powerful, I am worthy, that's a big one, I am strong. There are many that are more general that still will help people quite a bit. But I think at the end, after doing a little bit of research, it's really finding the uh, the three or four affirmation that we use. And affirmation, it's not about saying it one time. We have to say them over and over and over again. And I always say it takes about twenty one to twenty six days to create a habit, then that's mean this affirmation needs to be said at least that long and that many times during a day to really recreate that new affirmation in the belief box and and I found them so refreshing
0: yeah that's now that's wonderful, and I love that they're personalized as well, you know that you keep on saying them over and over I heard something you had to say them a hundred times before they're in your head
1: yeah <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised because it, it just takes a long time and especially because what we're doing with affirmation we are removing old information so old information doesn't go away like this we really have to do that replacement and so that's why we have to keep saying it over in order to, to make some space and then put it on the top of all of this affirmation that we have created for years and years. But affirmation, is, it's not only just for, for women and menopause, it's for any type of self-confidence, young, and it's also for anxiety, for all sort of things. Affirmation, I found, are so refreshing.
0: Yeah, and so powerful as well, mm-hmm. because yeah. your brain eventually believes them, don't they? Absolutely.
1: They will absolutely believe it. Um, eventually, will it, it will be a complete change over of the information. And that's what, you know, most behavior therapists and doctor that works on behavior use they use often the affirmation that are being used on a regular basis they use hypnosis with that also and because it's about recreating this new new file new file and affirmation
0: yeah i mean if you actually listen to hypnosis yeah it's exactly like that you're yeah. being told a new story Mm-hmm. And you listen to it, and then you listen to it the next night and the next night until that is
1: your new story. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's very
1: successful, very, very successful.
0: Yes, definitely. Because, yep, you've built a new neural pathway in your brain that believes that. And so, yes, we can be confident and believe in ourselves, can't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fabienne, I love your passion for this area. I mean, so energized around it and a a shining example of confidence. How can people who want to join your
1: workshop or learn more about what you do connect with you? Of course, I have a website, which is quite easy. It's fabiangl.com. So they can find a lot of information there and they can contact me via the contact form over there. I'm on the social media channels to uh, Facebook, but my Facebook is um, Fabienne Lenholm keynote speaker, but that one is more of my French because I'm also French and I do some things in French. So I try to cater to my French followers there. My Instagram, uh, which is uh, Fabienne.g.l, this one is in English. So there's a lot of elements there too. So there's plenty of places to find me uh, and I usually have information on workshops and other keynote speaking that I'm doing. So but if you want to contact me directly and call me or send me a little message, you can do it via the social media channel or even the website.
0: That is beautiful. And Fabienne, we're going to put that in the show notes so Super. people can connect and, and learn more, maybe even join one of your workshops. That would be great i want to thank you for coming here and sharing a snapshot about confidence and just lifting
1: up the energy of my audience thank oh, you wonderful well, i was happy to be there and i'm hoping that everyone can pick up a couple of tips and that uh, tomorrow they'll feel more confident already <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank maybe. you so much
0: you're welcome thank you for listening to thriving through menopause if you like this podcast episode, please hop over to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com, and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that, because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening, and see you next week for another guest interview Helping you to thrive through menopause.